Hi, we're Lisa and Angie, and you are listening to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you are loving this podcast, we would be so grateful if you left us a rating and a review. You can also let us know that you're listening to us by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your socials. But remember to tag us. We are so happy that you're here. And now it's time to settle in with your favorite glass of bubbly and enjoy this week's pep talk. Cheers, Angie. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers. It's nice to see you. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you this summer. A summer Sunday. Summer Sunday. This is unusual for us to have a summer pep talks and Prosecco. I know. I guess we should probably explain that a little bit. Yeah. First of all, there's a couple things. We're in the same space, people. Which we love. Which we absolutely love. We're in one of our favorite locations, Mm -hmm. which is the Atlas Hotel. Shout out to the Atlas. We love our friends at the Atlas, Mm -hmm. which ties in nicely Mm -hmm. to what we're about to embark on. So Lisa and I know that you are anxiously awaiting season five of Pep Talks and Prosecco. And you may also know that we love Brene Brown. And around Christmas time, she came out with a new book called Atlas of the Heart. And so we thought, what an amazing opportunity for us to create a little bit something different for pep talks Mm -hmm. and Prosecco, but also dive into this new book that Brene Brown has put out. So we are launching the summer series. So it's going to be a series of several little episodes, episodes that we like to call them. And each one is going to be taking a deep dive into Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. I am so excited about this little mini summer series that we're doing. I guess maybe, Angie, before we dive in, maybe for our listeners who don't know who Brene Brown is, Dr. Brene Brown is, maybe I will just share with you a little bit of information about her. Dr. Brene Brown is a research professor at the University of Houston, where she holds the Huffington Foundation Endowed Chair at the Graduate College of Social Work. Brene is also a visiting professor in management at the University of Texas at Austin McComb School of Business. She has spent the past two decades studying courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. She is the author of six number one New York Times bestsellers, and is the host of two award-winning Spotify podcasts that we love and listen to regularly, Unlocking Us and Dare to Lead. Renee's books have been translated into more than 30 languages, and her titles include Atlas of the Heart, which we're here to chat about, Dare to Lead, Braving the Wilderness, Rising Strong, Daring Greatly, and The Gifts of Imperfection. With Tarana Burke, she co-edited the best-selling anthology, You Are the Best Thing, Vulnerability, Shame, Resilience, and the Black Experience. Her TED Talk on the Power of Vulnerability is one of the top five most viewed TED Talks in the world, with over 50 million views. She is also the first researcher to have a filmed lecture on Netflix. And in March 2022, she launched a new show on HBO Max that focuses on her latest book, 
that we are here to talk about, Atlas of the Heart. And it is so good. So if you haven't read the book, you can also check out her series on HBO Max. So before we get started, I mean, honestly, Brene Brown. I think everyone knows Brene Brown. But do you know what Atlas of the Heart is all about? And Brene has taken, honestly, it's decades of research mm-hmm. um, that she has been been working with and through. And she's brought together 87 emotions and experiences and, and brought them together to help people better understand and offer people opportunity to enhance their language so that we can increase our interaction, our connection with each other. And so I'm going to read this right from her book as to why she chose Atlas, just to give everyone a better understanding. So directly from Atlas of the Heart. In most of my books, I've shared the line, I am a map maker and a traveler. It's my way of telling you that I don't have the answers. I have data and I use that data to chart a course that I'm sharing with you and trying to navigate at the same time. I don't have it figured out. And most of my research has surprised me and kicked my ass. I love that. And I love how throughout the book, she shares with us when her thinking changed. Right. Like she's vulnerable throughout the book when she talks about how, you know, 20 years ago, her research would have told her this. And now it's telling her something different based on, you know, what she's learned. I love that about that in the book. And yeah, when you, she talks about those 87 emotions and thinking about the importance of being able to accurately label those emotions Mm -hmm. within ourselves and in others, because really it all comes down to connection, right? It really does. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you might've got hung up on the fact that we said 87 emotions and experiences a couple of times. And you might be like, hold on. Are you two going to go through (laughs) emotions and experiences? We are not. No, we we are are not. We are not. Um, We're going to tell you what we're going to do, but I'm just going to cap it off with this. uh, Another piece that's directly from Brene's book that talks about language and how that opens up so many opportunities for us. And then uh, we'll get started on the emotions and experiences that we're going to share with you and go deeper over these next episodes. So language is our portal to meaning making connection, healing, learning and self awareness. And she goes on to say that we struggle to get the help we need, we don't always regulate, or manage our emotions and experiences in a way that allows us to move through them productively, and our self awareness diminished. Language shows us that naming an experience doesn't give the experience more power, Mm -hmm. it gives us the power of understanding and meaning. I love that. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So this first episode, that's what we're calling it. We are calling it charting our way. Mm -hmm. So we are kind of using similar map language to get us started. And so in the book, uh, Brene organizes emotions um, in 13 chapters. So 87 emotions organized in 13 chapters that she titles places we go when dot 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 dot. (laughs) so the first chapter that we thought we would just dive right on into is uh chapter one actually and that is the places we go when things are uncertain or too 
much. Before we do that, I actually have a quote in the intro that I'd like to share with you guys as well. I love it. And it kind of goes with our theme for this, this first episode on charting our way. So often when we feel lost, adrift in our lives, our first instinct is to look out into the distance to find the nearest shore. Mm. But that shore, that solid ground is within us. The anchor we are searching for is connection and it is internal. To form meaningful connection with others, we must first connect with ourselves. But to do either, we must first establish a common understanding of the language of emotion and human experience. So good. So good. You know, there are times in here that I actually wrote, oh, snap. Yeah, you did. I see it. I'm sticky notes. That would have been one time. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, let's get going. Let's get going. Places we go when things are uncertain or too much. All right, so it makes sense, does it? I guess it's not surprising that we're going to start with the emotion of stress. <laughs> I don't think it's surprising at all. You know, I want to back up for just a second, though. Um, when Brene was doing her research and they were asking people to, if, how many emotions that they could identify that they've had experiences and also name. And she was thinking that people would maybe, you know, kind of be upwards of a dozen kind yeah. of thing. And the average person, and this is like thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of people. Um, the average was three. Isn't it was that like crazy? mad, sad, glad. Yeah. Really is what it is. What yeah. it boiled down to. Yes. And that, that is, that was shocking to me. Me too. But then when I started working through that, I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I get it. So we're going to start with stress. Yes. Let's start with Brene's definition of stressed. We feel stressed when we evaluate environmental demand as beyond our ability to cope successfully. And this includes elements of unpredictability, uncontrollability, and feeling overloaded. Yeah. Yes. Now we often or I often do this, I think I'm not alone, pretty sure, use the word stress and overwhelm interchangeably. Yes, but they are very different. They are. Because Brene, on the following page, on page six, defines overwhelmed as means, and so overwhelmed means an extreme level of stress, an emotional and or cognitive intensity to point to the point of feeling unable to function. Mm. So stress being kind of in the state of stress, whereas overwhelm being unable to function. Oh, I like that. She gives, she, she creates the scenario. She paints the picture and, and she, she, uh, she talks about her experience when she worked in the restaurant mm-hmm. industry. And she said, um, they would use two, two phrases. The first would be that I'm in the weeds yep. and yes. that would really be, um, identifying stress. Yeah. And she said that that's something that is common. It happens. It is expected. You can typically work through it, but over time that absolutely can take its toll. And there, we know that there's lots of impact of ongoing, regular occurring stress, but you're, you're in the weeds and it's not unusual right versus i'm blown i'm blown which means i i'm i can't i'm done yes i can't move i can't think 
I cannot do anything. And I like how um, she, she really talks in depth about her experience working in that restaurant and how when you share with others that you're in the weeds, you know, you're asking for help ultimately. And people, right. you know, how can I help you? Can I take a table? Can I do this drink order for you? You know, they, they find out ways to help you. But when you say you are blown, the only way to get out of that feeling of overwhelm mm-hmm. is nothingness. Yeah. Non-doing. Non-doing. Yeah. I love that. She says, <clears throat> everything is unfolding faster than her, your nervous system or your psyche can manage. That's the difference between uh, being in the weeds, stressed and blown, meaning that you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I I absolutely use overwhelm way incorrectly. So this has really provided me with some more accurate language. Yes. Um, She compared it to the restaurant industry as an educator. Mm -hmm. I, I'm hoping all you educators are going to go out and read Atlas of the Heart and get yes. it, listen to it on Audible, yes. whatever you need to do, because you are going to have so many connections. Because I'm telling you this, as a, when I was a principal in a school, I saw this with staff who were stressed and what that looked like versus the occasions where they were blown Blown. and overwhelmed. And I think I I was pretty intuitive. Mm -hmm that I could identify the difference because I I reflected on this a lot. And my response to someone that was stressed and in the weeds was different than someone who was overwhelmed and blown. Definitely. Yes. How you handle that is completely different. And Hey, stress is normal. We're never going to get rid of stress completely. We can certainly be more self-aware of when we are feeling stress and use strategies to reduce those feelings. She talks in the book about, um, you know, how we react to stress, how we think about when we're stressed, what we're thinking when we are stressed out. Uh, So using those strategies to reduce stress, but also knowing when we get to a point where we are overwhelmed, when we are blown, that we need to step away. Mm -hmm. And I can think of a situation not too long ago where I, I believe, because I've been really trying to be careful about using these words accurately, stress and overwhelmed, where I, I was at a point where I was overwhelmed and I just needed to walk away, Mm. just walk away, go for a walk, listen to a funny podcast. And it was interesting that an hour later, after walking away, how my perspective was completely different Mm. than when I just walked away. And I don't know that I would have done that. Hadn't I read this chapter, this section and thought about the need for not doing when you get to that point where everything's coming at you all at once and you feel like you cannot function. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. I, I spent so much time thinking about how important it is to make sure that you have so many that you're equipped with the arsenal for dealing with stress and managing stress because 
the toll of that on you over time without some strategies in place. Mm-hmm. We know that that like, I mean, it's going to impact your health, your aging, aging, um, your sleep, all of those, all of those components. I'm just listening to you talk about overwhelm. And can you even imagine leveling that up a little bit with, you know, you're overwhelmed, you know, that you need to go into non doing but imagine if you are able to say, or when you are able to say to a colleague or your partner, mm. the farmer and say, I'm overwhelmed and they know how to respond to further support that. Yeah. That's where the freaking magic happens. That's folks, where the magic happens. you're talking happens. the same language. Totally. Oh, so good. So good. So good. We could totally do a whole episode on stress and overwhelm. We could. I'm going to say one more thing before we move to the next emotion. Absolutely. Okay. Please do. I remember, um, I want to say it was a couple months ago, Lisa, and um, we, you and I were texting and I had sent you a thing. I said, I'm just so overwhelmed. And, and we had talked about, or I had probably talked at you about what I was experiencing. And you replied to me and you said, you're not overwhelmed you're stressed. And I, it was like, you need people like that in your life that are going to call yeah. you out and not go, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're overwhelmed. No, she, you knew that that was stress. That was not mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. that just kicked me into, Oh, okay. I got to start implementing my stress Strategy. strategies. Yes. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. And so it was such a good, like it was, you just, you flagged it for me. You weren't cruel. You were kind. And, and it redirected my focus because I was so happy to do and live in the land of I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. Yes. And you're like, no, you're not, you're stressed. Yeah. This because is, we have common language. Yeah. Yeah. This is a campsite. This is not an apartment, <laughs> right? You are just going to hang out here for a little bit and figure out your stress strategies and you will be on your way. I've noticed that about both of us where we have caught ourselves using that word I remember another conversation that you and I had and I said I'm overwhelmed by and then I went no I'm not overwhelmed I'm just I'm feeling stress or I'm feeling um you know like there's a lot happening right now so it language matters it matters because now more and more um I use stress Mm -hmm. um and I use overwhelm less yes, because I understand when it is actually overwhelm versus stress better. I'm still working on it. Yeah. But man, I've made a lot of progress there. Language matters. All right. Ready yeah. to move on to the next one. Totally ready to move on. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. And do we often get asked, how do you do it all? <laughs> and the answer is, well, we don't. But what we do is create intention in five key areas of our lives. We maximize our time and energy. And now you can have access to these areas through our Michael Workshop series, Maximizing Your Day. You'll be provided with key resources and information on the following areas known to save you time and help you experience greater success and happiness. Building your morning routine, meal planning and prepping, maximizing your time in the workplace, maximizing your time at home, and building your evening routine. Plus, each micro workshop comes with its own set of downloadable templates and support material. And right now we're offering our Pep Talks and Prosecco listeners 25% off this workshop when you use the code Prosecco 25 
So head to our website, weatherwill.com, or you can click on the link in our show notes to learn how you can maximize your day. And don't forget to use the code PEPTALKS and Prosecco25 for 25% off. We are so excited to have you grow and learn with us. So this isn't going to be much of a surprise, but the next emotion that we are going to talk about is vulnerability, which is one of the number one emotions that Brene Brown has been researching over the past few decades. And she defines it on page 13 as vulnerability is the emotion that we experience during times of uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And I've got to tell you, Angie, Mm. I am still rumbling with vulnerability. Mm. And every time I listen to her speak about vulnerability on her podcasts or when I read this section, I still kind of feel like I am redefining what vulnerability is to me and where, where I've seen it show up in my life, like my whole life and how others in my life have responded to those um, acts or emotions of vulnerability. Yeah. And it's, um, there's so many different takes on it right now. It's, if you get emotional, people will be like, thanks for being vulnerable. And (laughs) you know, or someone will tell everything about themselves and they're like, oh, they're so vulnerable. And so if you cannot clearly articulate and imagine yourself in a vulnerable situation this will be a part of the book that will be really important for you to read she gives some examples in there like um you know it's it's the leaders that don't have all the answers but they ask the important questions or the leaders that show the courage to be all in Mm -hmm. when they know that they cannot control the outcome yes holy cannoli um apologizing to someone about the way you you spoke to them in front of others or waiting for some results to get back from a test that you mm-hmm. may have had um mm-hmm. you know whether that be medical or whatever that's that those are moments of of vulnerability and yes. I, I think of vulnerability so so much for me when as it relates to to leadership i that's the piece in my life that I find that I, that I resonate with it most. And it's, you know, Brene Brown says that it is, it's a prerequisite for daring leadership. Absolutely and, it is. and there is absolutely no courage without vulnerability. Yeah. Which is completely contradictory to how, I don't know um, how you were raised, but completely contradictory to you know, how I remember as a child, vulnerability was a weakness or, Mm. you know, you you know, don't cry, don't let them see you cry. And, and um, all of that garbage. Yeah, that's, I think that's why I, well, I know it is. That's, that's why I'm redefining vulnerability in my life, because there was a time when I would have thought, don't let them see you cry. Mm. Not in it, And obviously more, that's like a a metaphor, but um, don't let them see you cry. It shows weakness. Don't speak up because your voice might shake Shake. and your your cheeks might get a little pink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you better stay small. You better stay quiet. Yep, exactly. When really being vulnerable is the bravest thing 
that we can do, showing up as our authentic self, even when our voice shakes, even when we might be the only person in the room with that opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's tricky because there's, there's many that still believe a good leader is someone who keeps people in line and controls the situation Mm. and um, has hard non-negotiables and knows what the outcome is before the conversations start, because that is predictable. Right. But that's control. That's not leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so not only are you working on that yourself, Mm -hmm. if you're daring to become a vulnerable leader, you are also at the same time educating those who you serve with your leadership that the definition of leadership is going to change and needs to change. Yes. And that that's, that's hard work. Oh, it's such hard work, but it's so rewarding when you see it happen. It's true. It is so true. You don't have to have all of the answers and that's okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, being willing to jump in, being willing to appreciate the power of yes, right? not knowing what that, where that might take you. And you said something earlier and uh, about vulnerability that I think we need to just, um, you know, accentuate. And that is that there is a huge difference between vulnerability and oversharing. Right. We've seen it. You see, oh, it. You see it on social media. People see it all day. the time. If yeah. someone does hashtag vulnerability and it's someone that has just shared their whole life story, yeah. man, they direct them to yes. Atlas of the Heart, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Vulnerability is not airing out your dirty laundry (laughs) (laughs) and putting up a billboard while you're doing it. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. She talks a little bit about perfectionism in this section too. Can I read this little piece? Yeah, it's all yours. Page 14. I love it. In a world where perfectionism, pleasing, and proving are used as armor to protect our egos and our feelings, it takes a lot of courage to show up and be all in when we can't control the outcome. It also takes discipline and self-awareness, which is a superpower, by the way, Mm -hmm. to understand what to share and with whom. Oh, and on that note, I think I'm going to say this. Welcome to the first summer series of pep talks and prosecco we will be back for another episode so make sure that you tune in and if you love this make sure you tell everyone yes. what we're up to share on your socials take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your socials and make sure you take us we'd love to know that you're listening and we'd like to know your thoughts on this first episode thanks for joining us this has been so much fun so much fun cheers to you cheers <laughs>